36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fast break episode of Basketball Born in the Game. And I'm your host, Coach Goins. And like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, and that you're going to lean, listen, and learn. Because today, joining us on our Sunday conversation is none other than Mr. Abdul Gaffar. Mr. Gaffar, welcome to Basketball More Than the Game. Oh, not a problem. So, folks, let me kind of just let me just kind of set this court up and set this offense defense. So I had the opportunity to uh, meet uh, Mr. Abdul years ago, and I say years ago. I'm talking about in the uh, in the early, well, in the late uh, late '80s. Uh, and as I was a, I think I was a rising junior or senior, and all of a sudden here comes these freshman ball players on campus, and and I happen to know one of them pretty good because it was on my high school team, and. This guy coming out of uh, Northwood High School. I, I make sure I'm, I'm correct on that. Am I right, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Abdul? That's right. Northwood Chargers out of Pittsburgh. That's right. Pittsburgh, North Carolina. So he is North Carolina, actually born in Charlotte, North Carolina, and right. uh, and went on over to uh, Pittsburgh and starred there in, in basketball. But, again, we just want to, number one, thank you for your time and your effort. Uh, as we kind of just kind of sit down and have that Sunday conversation with alumnus, a great leader, uh, just a, a great husband, a father. So, and that's what basketball more in the game is totally about. Uh, Abdul is just being able to share with our listening audience, give them a platform to be able to find out information on how to to better themselves. And again, basically, we just you know we just spend time. And again, this is made possible by folks like yourself that's willing to share their stories. Uh, and just to make an impact in in everyone's life. So again, we certainly certainly appreciate that. So with that, uh, with that, uh, without further ado, folks, we're gonna go ahead and get started. And most importantly, we got to pay the bills right off the top. Top. So the first uh, fast break uh, edition uh, is brought to you by Curtis Jackson, who is independent broker, uh, benefits coordinator out of Creedmoor, North Carolina. So for if you're in North Carolina for your insurance needs, appreciate him for his continued support of basketball more than the game. So with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right on down into the fast break session. So Abdul, if you don't mind, as a former high school star, when did you know that you could play basketball at the next level? Well, it was, uh, I, I like the little story. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I, I actually was playing at Northwood and I, I wasn't being highly recruited at the time. Um, but one of my games, my senior year, we played at Apex High School. And um, my friend, Tim Watts, had written a, a letter to Pembroke State University, now UNC Pembroke, and invited one of the coaches to come watch him play. And actually, uh, Coach Scott Copley was the assistant coach at the time, and he came to watch Tim play. And actually, I had a best game that game, and he talked to me after the game and expressed some interest in recruiting me. So it was by happen chance that really I had an opportunity to come to Pembroke they came to see another guy on my team and, uh, and actually saw me. That's why I always tell young people, you're always on display and you never know when your opportunity might come for you to be seen and have a chance to play at the next level. So that's kind of how it happened for me. You know, and, and that's a, such a great call out. Uh, and that's as I tell my young guys that I've been working with, you, you never know who's going to be in the gym. Uh, so right. as uh, as Mr. Uh, Gaffar has continued to lay that down, and, and that's why we call this the fast break session. And you wonder why he's on this call? Uh, you'll find that it'll be able to come in loud and clear. So he's 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 taking and he's seizing that opportunity uh, to be able to 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 
again, rewind, take a look, see what he's done, and be able to, to move on forward. That so once you got you got recruited, you landed at Pembroke State University. And I, I think what uh, you know what a great institution, uh, and it's grown so much, uh, folks that we, that you don't that you don't know. Uh, and I always tell people, you know, we had an opportunity to me. It's the best kept secret in Eastern North Carolina. Uh, and with that, uh, so when you got on campus. What was what do you think your greatest adjustment when transitioning from being a high school player to a college player? What was what levels and what what things did you have to focus on to make that adjustment? Well, I'll tell you the first thing I noticed, and, and I mean the facts are when you come to college, no matter what level you you play on, every every player on your team was the best player or one of the best players in their conference and on their high school team. So, you know, you're not playing with guys that are you know second, third string type guys. Everybody was a starter, and in our case, everybody was the best player on their team. So first thing I had to do was step up my game to the level of the guys that were playing on the team. Um, I was 18, a freshman, and then you're playing with, you know, really grown men, 21, 22-year-old men, and just the strength, the speed of the game, and the experience that these guys had versus what I had experienced in my days. So, you know, I think that's what a lot of freshmen have to experience when they get to college is just understanding that, hey, these guys are all what I was and sometimes better than I was in high school. Everybody was their best player. So what you did in high school no longer matters once you get to college. Okay. So that's the first thing I had to do was understand that and, you know, really just step up to what I was facing every day in practice. You know, and again, it's eloquently put, folks. And and as you say, you you are you young guys. You know, I'm gonna give you a second to get your pen and paper out and and get back to uh, get back to the mic or the radio. But you know, most important, listen to what uh, Abdul is, is is laying out here for us. You know, what you did in high school is high school, and what you do in college, and you come through there. And as you said, everybody there is a superstar, and you got to be ready to rock and roll. So with that, let's, let's kind of go back a little bit to Northwood High School. Uh, actually had the opportunity. Actually, they were in our conference when I was in school, and, and you might we might have played you and, and didn't know who you were back then. Uh, and I, I came out in the, the late, uh, well, excuse me, late eighties. I'm, I'm about to date myself, the mid eighties. But in that, what what is your greatest moment on the high school basketball floor? Well, it was a team moment. We we won our conference championship my junior year, and that was the first time that Northwood had ever won a conference title, so it was, it was great. Our, our school was only about maybe eight or nine years old at the time. So I don't remember. I think I played fairly well that game, but I just know that the, the, the happiness that we had as a group, as a team, uh, winning that conference title was probably the highlight of my high school career. And, and you know, I, that's why I like for people to understand or, or young people that play, play a team sport that's the ultimate accomplishment, and, and, and now, you know, basketball is becoming so much more individualized, but, you know, every, every team's goal is to win a championship, and when that happens, it's a, it's a team accomplishment, and there's no greater feeling than to do that. And 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 that, you know that's again that's a great call out and that's uh, and we're gonna get in I, I want to get ahead of myself we're gonna talk a little NBA before we get off this call tonight if we if we don't we won't be doing ourselves to just do uh, but in that folks uh, you, you may say who do we have on the on the call we have Mr Abdul Gafar and again originally from Charlotte and, and grew up in 
uh, the Pittsburgh area, but he is a uh, 1990 graduate of the University of North Carolina at Pembroke with a BA in public uh, relations. He received his master's from the University of Tennessee at Knoxville in 1993, and he was a four-year letterman in basketball and a two-year letterman, uh, letter winner in track. And he's also, he was a starter on the 1990 Carolinas Conference Tournament Championship, uh, and that was at the uh, University of North Carolina, and he was under the tutelage of Coach Dan Kennedy. Kenny at the uh, University of North Carolina. So, again, just a great, great uh, career on the court as well as off the court and after graduation. So we just want to call a little bit of things out uh, there. Uh, so for when he finished at Pembroke, not only did he finish, he came back and he made a difference. This is one of the things that I always kind of, you know, as a, as a not too much older, but a couple years older, able to stop and look at the things that he was able to do. But when he, in 1993, he was assistant director of student activities, and in 1998, he became the SID, which is sports information director, and in 1999, he was named director of student activities. So as you see, you know, not only did he go to school and, and make a difference when he was there, but he was able to return to our, to our alma mater, because I was a graduate of uh, uh, Pembroke State University, which is now UNCP, but he, he's made a difference uh, not just on the court as well as off the court. So we definitely wanted to, to call those uh, couple accolades out there as we uh, move into this next pick, pick and pop question. So with that, what is your greatest moment uh, of your college career? Um, gosh, same thing. Um, we won a conference championship my senior year. Um, and my, my career was, was um, developed slowly. You know, my first couple of years, I didn't play a lot. And so I learned a lot about myself, and I, I kind of put things in perspective. I got involved with the Student Government Association, and I got involved with being a resident assistant in the dorms, and a lot of things outside the gym that helped make me a more well-rounded person. So by the time I became a senior, I did move into the starting position. And, you know, for the first time, we had an opportunity to win uh, a conference championship. And... Um, you know, that by far, that's the greatest sports accomplishment that I ever experienced in my life was coming together with guys in college and winning a championship. You know, we played at High Point University against a team called Fight for College out of the Charlotte area, Meisenheimer. And uh, the team that we beat, uh, Fight for, we actually had beaten them three times. Wow. They only lost six games all year and actually went to the, to the final eight of the NAIA championship that year, so it was a great accomplishment to beat them three times, but that third time was an accomplished championship in overtime, and uh, that that was just, I remember that just like it was yesterday, and so that's definitely my greatest accomplishment in college. You know, and, and think about that, folks. Like I said, I knew a couple of guys on those on that team. One was uh, actually head coach now at uh, Fayetteville State University and uh, someone I grew up with uh, very close, uh, Ken Spencer, uh, who actually, uh, Abdul just played a round of golf uh, earlier this week. Um uh, with uh, with Ken, so again, it so it just shows you, you know how deep uh, the basketball uh, channels run, and just you know it's more than the game, and that's why we do what we do, and it, and it takes people uh, not like from my end, but it's the folks like uh, uh, Mr. Gafar who takes time out of his busy schedule uh, to be able to stop and, and, and spend a little time with us. So as we can, as we get ready to finish out this. Uh, Third question on the pick and pop session. Let's talk a little bit about this NBA Finals. I tell you, I don't, I don't know where you stand, but I, I'm really struggling with the big man out of the game. Uh, I'm really struggling with the, uh, the uh, Curry and his. When I, when I say lack of showmanship, well, I guess I really want to call it lack of professionalism. 
uh, the things they called out with him last night, laying on the laying down below the bench, you know, just like I, I was just I, I, I was offended. I mean, and I don't have a dime in the game, but as a fan of the game, uh, I'm really concerned about that. Did you have any opinions or who who you know what, what's your take on the whole NBA Finals? Well, I think um, you know things have obviously changed. And growing up in this you know, in the 80s and 90s and loving the, the Boston Celtics and the Lakers rivalry and the Knicks and, the, you know, Olajuwon with, with the Rockets and, and, and Detroit. Those teams, those, those many dynasties that kind of came through, you know, the, the way the game play, was played then was so much different than it is now. And it, it's a much more individualized game. So, you know, I, I'm a fan of Curry. I'm a fan of, of, of LeBron and and, and so many of the players that are playing, you know, um, Clay Thompson and, and 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 everybody. So the thing, the way I look at the game now, is so much different than you know when when the Pistons played the Lakers. You know, you had you had your stars, but but everybody saw the Lakers as a team, as a unit. And now when you see Durant, you see Durant in Golden State, you see Curry in Golden State. Whereas before it was the Lakers featuring players, and you know. Now everything is just so much more individualized, and I, I've tried to maintain growth with it, with, you know, because I have, you know, a son that's 15, and he enjoys the individual side of the game as well. So I, I know that things are different, and I don't want to be that old curmudgeon that's, you know, critical of all the young guys, but I probably wouldn't have done something like that, you know, laying down with my face covered or having a towel over my head. Those things weren't tolerated back when we were coming through, but... It's a different game, and, 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 and kids are different, and they express themselves a different way. So I try to just appreciate the way the way that they play, and you know, and, and not really get too much into what they do with their behavior and, and all the excess celebrations, the stuff that we would have people would have taken a hard foul on us if we had done something like that, you know. But it's a different game at a different time, and I just enjoy what they're doing now and just kind of take it to what it is. You know, and, and that, and folks, and you wonder why, and you wonder why he's on this call because uh, as uh, as Mr. Kafar was sitting there dropping those uh, again uh, dimes and nuggets and laying it down, he, he, he made Coach Goins you know take a step back and you know you nailed it on the head. You know, maybe sometimes I'm I'm too old school. Uh, man. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, I get wound up. I mean, like last night, I mean, I was getting fired up. And, and I, guess, I guess it's just the passion of the game. But, you know, I, I really want them to be able to respect the game. And, again, I guess, uh, you know, but, but I appreciate your insight. That really, that really kind of helped me, you know, kind of take a step back and appreciate what those guys do. And, 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 it, and as the game changes, and that's part of, uh, I guess that's part of what I need to be able to do is, is to adapt uh, and, and take at, take a look at it from uh, uh, maybe a different light, but uh, but in that uh, that just shows you the caliber of guy that you are to be able to embrace that uh, and and be able to open all of our eyes. You know, some of, I know some of the other guys that might be listening uh, may be struggling with that same piece. So again, we certainly appreciate uh, we appreciate that. So what I'm going to do is uh, give uh, Mr. Gafar a second there to as we get ready to transition into our next phase, and we want to definitely appreciate our folks. Uh, at Axports uh, Sports here in Stanton, Virginia. And for your recreational sports needs, you can go to their website at playaxports.com. Uh, they will be starting brand new this summer, track and field, along with already up and running volleyball for girls. 
uh, rec basketball, boys and girls, uh, travel basketball, as well as flag football. So we definitely want to encourage anybody that's out looking for recreational sports needs for your children. It's great development. I've uh, been in partnership uh, for the last four or five years with this organization. They do a fantastic job taking care of our youth, getting getting them prepared for on the court as well as off the court as well. All right, so, Abdul, we get ready to get into the uh, second half, and we're going to put a little defensive focus on this and uh, in this section. This Actually, this session is called In Your Face as it relates to defense. So, And the question that we're going to toss out to you is in reference to leadership. When did you recognize or – when did someone help you self-identify that Abdul was a leader? Well, it happened my freshman year, um, and I give credit to Coach Copley, who, again, was the guy that recruited me to Pembroke. Um, I was uh, not playing very much, and we took a long road trip to uh, Lock Haven, Pennsylvania. And uh, I remember sitting on the bench, and I wasn't very a very good teammate. I'll just say that I was pouting and you know, disappointing, expressing my displeasure for sitting on the bench. And again, early on in the conversation, we talked about how you know everybody on our team was, a, was their star in high school. Where mm-hmm. I was having a hard time transitioning to understanding that you know I, my time hadn't come yet, and I wasn't the player I thought I was. And I remember Coach Coakley, you know, saying to me in in, in, in different words than I'll use on this uh, on this broadcast. You know, you need to get yourself together and understand that we're a team and this is not about you. And when your time comes, you need to be ready. And you're not being a leader by, you know, expressing your, your feelings in, in an immature way. And I just remembered him, you know, the things that he said to me, it, it hurt me. And I, I thought about how my parents would probably feel and my grandparents would feel about my behavior on that day. And from that point on, I said, well, you know what, I'm going to work as hard as I can to play. And if I don't play, I'm still going to be as good a teammate as I can be from that point on. And, you know, that lesson, uh, Coach Copley probably didn't think twice about it because, you know, as a, as a coach, you run across so many different players. But what he said to me resonated to me even today, you know, all the years that, that it's been, that you need to carry yourself with class. And no matter what situation you're in, you need to be a leader. And from that point on, I, I, I feel like I was a much better teammate. And when my time did come, I understood how the guys felt that weren't getting to play. And whenever I came out of a game, I never sat beside the coach. I came out of the game as a starter, and I went and sat at the end of the bench with the guys who didn't play much. And that was just something that Coach Coley gave me that I appreciate even today. You know what, folks, and, and you wonder – uh, wonder why the why he has uh, achieved greatness uh, on the court as well as off the court. So uh, let's talk a little bit about his leadership at this point. Uh, so he has helped develop several programs uh, when he was at the University of North Carolina at Pembroke, including uh, the Leadership and Service Opportunities Program, Parents Weekend, and the Distinguished Speaker Series. Uh, and well, one thing that was really, really neat uh, that I found out uh, doing my uh, little bit of research before we had the uh, broadcast, he actually met his wife on the first day at the University of North Carolina in, at Pembroke in August of 1986. When I heard that that year, I was like, wow, man, I was like 1986. I was like, my gosh, that was uh, that was I, I was a get ready. I was a sophomore and I was just like, wow. So what what a tremendous, tremendous story. Uh, in, in reference to, uh, to to all of that, and if, if you don't mind, uh, share that uh, share a little bit of that and, and meet, meeting your wife uh, on the first day on, at campus. Yeah, first day at campus happened to be her her birthday. Even so, I don't I don't know if she 
you got a good birthday present. Of course, you got me one of those. <laughs> That's right. Toot it, man. Toot your horn. Toot it. Yeah, but uh, but I, I just happened to, uh, you know, she was walking by and uh, just uh, got her attention as best that I could and just walked up to her and introduced myself to her. And, you know, um, we kind of came friends. And, and um, you know, that was 1986. And we got married in uh 93 so um but we've been together much longer and we're still together and uh we have three kids and we just welcomed our grandson to the family two weeks ago he was born so my oldest daughter just had her first child so we've been together and, and i i saw coach copley again i give him so much credit for everything that's happened in my life after god you know he, he's probably is important because everything that happened at pembroke is because he really encouraged Coach Kenny to give me a scholarship and to recruit me and to bring me to Pembroke. And again, it just it goes back to the things that happen in your life that, that helps you develop as a person. You know, from Coach Copley coming to see me, coming to see another player, seeing me, giving me an opportunity to play at Pembroke. He wasn't the head coach, but he encouraged Coach Kenny to scholarship me. And by me coming to Pembroke, meeting my wife and everything else that happens after that with my kids and all that. So, you know, I just encourage young people to, to make good decisions, take the decisions that you make seriously, especially as they relate to where you go to college and, you know, who, who you choose to spend your life with because those those decisions affect your life forever, you know. So that day in 1986 was probably the best day of my life because, you know, everything that happened from that point on in my life has evolved my wife, and, you know, and here we are all these many years later still together. How about that? How about that? And the coaches, you know, that, that what a great call out uh, Abdul is laying down uh, for his uh, coach that recruited him. Uh, and, again, just what a great testimony for anybody that's ever coached, uh, the impact that you make on your players, the, thing, the words that you say, uh, you know, just stopping, pulling them off to the side. Think about what Abdul shared with us uh, when he – when the same coach that recruited him, I had that conversation with him during the game uh, in reference to uh, what was going on uh, on the bench and still had that favor. Uh, and still, you know, he, he fast forward, you know, almost 20, 20 plus years, uh, and he's still been able to to stop and appreciate everything that coach has done for him. So, again, that, this, that's why we call this se- section of the podcast In Your Face. So, with that, uh, here's the last question in, in this uh, section. It's what is your greatest strength? And what is your greatest weakness? Uh, my greatest strength, I would say, um, I'm, I'm a good communicator. And I feel like um, I, I, I am able to communicate well with young people and motivate them and then help them to, you know, because I do understand that as a coach and as a leader and as a mentor, what you say and do can affect a kid or a young person throughout their life. So I, I think I'm... I'm pretty good at that and my weakness is probably um i don't know maybe i i spend too much time sometimes thinking about people's criticism and um you know so i guess i have sort of rabbit ears when it comes to criticism and it the same thing that kind of pushed me to be a better player because of the things that the coach may say to me you know bothered me so much that i felt like i had to improve but sometimes in life people are going to criticize you and, and, and a lot of times you may not have control over it. you got to kind of stand for what you believe in. So, you know, I'd say it's a little bit of a weakness, but it, it's also helped me to be successful as well. Okay, excellent, excellent. So in that, uh, we, we appreciate you being open and honest and, and, and sharing 
uh, some of the, as we call it, uh, in-your-face uh, moments in your life. And, again, just, just a great testimony and, and tremendous work that uh, you and your wife are doing in uh, Robinson County and surrounding areas. So we definitely uh, want to call that out. So here we go as we get into the last session of the podcast. Uh, one of my favorite, we call it In the Paint. Uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to be we're going to be working uh, by the uh, a three question strategy here in in this section and making sure that we're not getting called for three seconds uh, and just hanging out and cherry picking under the basket. But no, in that um, we're going to jump right on in that. So if, if you don't mind, uh, folks that don't know, um, Abdul is uh, in charge of the Angel uh, Elite uh, Sports Program, which I haven't I've only heard great, great things. Uh, I've been to Pembroke. Oh gosh, it was probably it was in the summertime, and and we rode through, uh, and actually by by the, the building, um, f- um, for the business, and as well as the sports complex. And if uh, folks, if you've never seen it, uh, you are missing a treat, and it just absolutely one hundred percent. So if you don't mind, can you share with us about the development, how Angel Elite Sports came about, how did how did you how did you guys land on that name? home care and so we sort of took the angels and, and made that part of our um, moniker for our sports teams and we really started out uh, when my oldest daughter was nine I think she's 25 now so it's been about 16 years we started with basketball and just last night I was thinking about the number of kids um, just in the last several years that went to college and played a sport that were involved with our program and I came up with 16 kids over the last six years that have, um, you know, competed collegiately. Wow. Uh, and it's just it's great pride, you know, because we, you know, of course we didn't, some of them, like we had a, a girl that played basketball for us, uh, and she ended up playing golf in college. You know, um, we had kids that, that played basketball and ended up, you know, doing track. And, you know, it's just really uh, fun and, and exciting to look back at the kids who, you know, obviously they had parental support and things like that too, but they used us as a vehicle to continue their sports, you know, in the off season and, and, and trusted us, or these parents entrusted their young people to us. And, you know, that's why we did it was to expose kids to colleges. We, we used to take our uh, girls' basketball teams to a, an event called the Deep South Classic, which was held at uh, Durham Raleigh and Chapel Hill at, at State Carolina and Duke. And we used to not only go play, but tour the campuses and, and express to them the importance of, you know, having the college as a, as, a, as a goal for them, whether they play sports or just go to college academically. And it worked out for us. And like I said, having that many young people, we had many more to go to college that didn't play a sport. But just it, it gives me great pride and, and, and confirms that what, we were, what we've been doing is a good thing. You know, you know folks, and, 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 and you wonder why? Uh, so stop wondering why he's on on basketball more in the game because think about what he's said. You know, over 16 uh, participants in the Angel Elite Sports Program has gone on to further their education through sports as well. And, and again, it, it's not just about sports, and that's the same thing about the podcast. So what uh, Abdul and his staff is doing, and think about it, they travel. Uh, they go on these campuses and not just having the wow factor of, hey, I'm on Carolina's campus, I'm on Duke's campus. You know, they, they've taken a step back uh, from the court 
uh, if you will, and, and taking a look at the campus and what it has to offer from a uh, academic uh, side of the side of the house. So, you know, huge, huge things. But, you know, as, as we say all of this and the things that he's been able to accomplish, but most importantly, uh, think about uh, some of the things that, that he had called out earlier. You know, he, he's not doing this by himself. You know, again, he married his college sweetheart that he met on the first day on the campus uh, of the University of North Carolina, Pembroke. And they have three beautiful children. And I know, um, you know, his, his son is uh, is a great, great golfer. I've uh, been able to, to, to track him uh, via social media. And I know that his daughter uh, competed in Houston uh, for, uh, for some track and field at East Carolina. Yeah, am I correct on that? Uh, so if, if you don't mind, if, if you can just share a little bit and actually kind of leads into my, my next question. So let me just pose the question and then I'll turn it over to you. If you don't mind, share with our, uh, our uh, subscribers what the key thing that you, in your mind from work-life balance of being a businessman, being a father, as well as a community organizer? Well, I mean, you just have to have passion, you know, and, and uh, as far as being, you know, a community organizer, people want to know that you legitimately care um, about them. And if they feel like you care, then, you know, people will get in behind you and work with you. And as far as raising, you know, children, uh, I think the same passion is, is, uh, is important, and I know for me, having a team, my wife and I, and, and even grandparents and so forth, working together because we balance each other. You know, when I'm overly critical or push the kids too much, and she's the one that's like, hey, hey, back off, back off, back off, you talking to people, I'm going to too, you know, she did do that, and hey, you got to listen, because a lot of times, you just need someone to, to, rec- to help you recognize that you are you know, pushing them too hard or, or, or maybe not being, patting them on the back enough. So it's been a very much a team um, endeavor for us to, to help our kids excel uh, athletically, you know, and all three were different. My oldest daughter played volleyball, uh, you know, in college at Lewisburg. And, and then, you know, my daughter just completed her four years at ECU and she's got seven school records there. She, she had a great career. And my son is just now about to start high school, and he's a, he's a, he's a good athlete, good basketball player, good golfer. But all that comes from, you know, as a team, I know there's so many single-parent families out there that are doing a phenomenal job, you know, with their children. And, and I, I have so much respect for people that are raising their kids by themselves or as an individual because it's so difficult to do it even as, as two. So, and, and so many moms and dads are doing a phenomenal job because I see it every day. But I really have a high amount of respect for people that are that are raising their kids without the help of a partner because I know I have to have a partner to help me be successful. And, and that's how it's worked for us individually you know, as, as a family. You know, and, and that's a great call out, you know, and, you know, just, you know, just hats off and just, uh, tr- again, tremendous job, you know, balancing uh, you know, your work, uh, and, and again, uh, and your family. Uh, so uh, let me just add a little, 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 uh, a comma to this. What does, what does Abdul do in his free, when, when, it, when it's like, okay, um, what do you do to relax? You know, share, share you know, because that, that's an important piece. I mean, we, we, we say work-life balance, but what, do, what does, un, what does Abdul do when he's unplugged? Well, my favorite thing is to play golf. There's no question about that. That's, that's, 
you know, if I if I were to go back and answer your question about strengths and weaknesses, I'd probably say my weakness is golf. <laughs> I love it so much. And whenever I get a free minute, I'm out there trying to play. And, you know, my son and I went and played today with one of our friends. So we get to spend a lot of time together doing that. My wife likes to play. So it's not all bad. But when I have some free time and I need to mow the yard or I got 18 holes waiting for me with a buddy, I'm probably trying to scrub the yard and get to the golf course. <laughs> That's probably a weakness. You know, and, and you know, think about that, folks. You're talking to somebody that was a, a, a high school star, college star, and 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 now has picked up uh, picked up those clubs and chasing that ball. And as we always like to say, it, it's your ball. You can hit it as many times uh, as as you like. And uh, and when he's playing with Ken Spencer, you got to keep your eyes on him, make sure that he he's taking, making sure he's writing that scorecard down as as accurately as accurately as possible but no uh, but uh, in that uh, so I know, I know you shared with uh, with us in, in reference to angel elite sports can and, and where do you where do you see you where do you see yourself uh with angel uh, elite sports uh in the next several years from a growth standpoint are you guys looking to expand in, into other states or, or, or just basically just share your vision if you don't mind competitive out there, Coach. Um, there's so many um, AAU programs, travel programs that are doing it for different reasons. There are a lot of great programs out there, too. There are also some programs out there that, you know, there's money to be made, and it makes it difficult, a, little, a lot more difficult now than it was 10 or 15 years ago, because pe the people's expectations are different now, and, you know, we, we don't we don't charge, you know, we don't, we don't use it as a moneymaker. The only thing that kids pay for, for instance, if we have a basketball tournament, whatever the cost of the tournament is, is what they pay. If the uniform, we have to buy new uniforms, you know, they may buy the uniform and of course they keep the uniform. So we don't have like an administrative fee and all those types of things that some of the organizations have. Not knocking them because, you know, that, that's, that's their way of doing it. But for us in Robinson County, we knew that this is not something we could do if we charged uh, an exorbitant fee because people here just can't afford it. So, you know, as far as growth goes, we let the, we let the community dictate, you know, what we need to do. And, you know, we, we've actually are smaller now than we ever have been, but still very active. And, you know, I've been involved in a lot of coaching uh, um, in the high school level now at Fayetteville Academy and so forth, but we are still um, active but we're not as big as we were, say, 12 or 15 years ago because we've had so many things change in the county. And so now we're smaller, but we're still very effective in what we do. And, you know, down the road, I can see us growing, but that'll be dictated by, you know, the needs of the community more than anything. Yes, sir. So, again, we certainly appreciate you sharing that. So, folks, let me just drop this out. Walter Gaffar, put it on your radar. You, you just need to, and he is a he he's, he's a rising freshman high school. Is that yeah, and he freshman, and he he's and he's attending what high school? He's at Fayetteville Academy, and 
Academy in North Carolina. All right, so folks, there you have it right there. So make sure you put it on your radar, and you heard it right here, Basketball More in the Game, uh, and uh, and don't be surprised well, what what's going to come out uh, of that uh, young man because, again, uh, one thing about it, uh, he's come, he comes from a great, great family, uh, very, very well-grounded, and nothing but uh, greatness is going to happen to him on the links. Again, just a, just a great, great time as we've uh, had this uh, Sunday conversation with uh, Mr. Abdul Ghaffar. So with that, uh, as we start to close this out, what I'd like to do is just turn the mic over to Abdul for his, you know, what's on his heart, what he'd like to share in closing with our subscribers. Well, I'd like to just commend you on what you're doing because I've been following it, and it's really an honor for me to have an opportunity to to, to, to be on your program because, you know, you've had some wonderful people, and um, we've been trying to do it for a couple of months, so I'm just glad to have the opportunity to do it. I appreciate, you know, the people that are listening. I appreciate your sponsors because I know that support is, is so important on what you're trying to do, and I just pray for your growth and just hope that, you know, things continue to, 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 to go well for you because this is something that's very, very much needed. And I'm just really proud of what you're doing. And again, just an honor to be on your show. You know, and I, and I certainly appreciate that. And as, as it says in the, in the word, iron sharpens iron. So when folks, when, uh, when this, um, I, I want to call it a vision, uh, came to me and I was like, you know what, I, I want to move forward with this and, and just give it back as much as possible and in doing so that's where i just been able to to go as it says we took a deep dive and just started carving through some some names and, and folks that i know that would be able to, to to help us out and make an impact uh so we're going to definitely uh we're so excited about our direction uh and for those of you that don't know itunes as well as uh switcher uh, has picked up the podcast so we are national now uh, so uh, this this will be national just as soon as uh, we get this thing cut up and ready to, to be aired, and we'll definitely get that information out to you. So in, in closing this, as we say, don't forget us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and, and add us uh, some feedback. And, again, we'd like to thank Curtis Jackson uh, out of uh, Creedmoor, North Carolina, uh, for our sponsorship. And the contact is 919 614 5796. So, uh, Mr. Abdul Ghaffar, again, from the staff of Basketball More in the Game, we definitely uh, thank you for your passion, your time, your excellence, uh, your leadership, uh, and wholeheartedly. I know uh, that the folks of Robinson County uh, are, are blessed, and I know as well as your family, and I know your, your, your mother and father. Uh, I know they're proud of everything that you've accomplished. And as well as, you know, we send our regards uh, to your lovely wife as well. And we just, again, we you know, thank you. We just thank you for your time and effort. So in closing, folks, uh, we always close with our uh, scripture verse, John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So this is your host, Coach Goins. Thank you so much. And as we always say, somebody somewhere is working on the game, and I'm your host, Coach Goins, and I'll see you in the gym.